getting cut from the team three times, losing $2.6 million in NFL contracts and blowing out his knee. Johnny Quinn has gone from NFL failure to U.S. Olympian. Johnny's what's next attitude led him to success he never imagined. Today, we're talking about embracing change, accepting risk, and pushing through barriers to live a life on purpose. Welcome to Healthy Harmony, where we help you clarify and discuss health tactics to harmonize your life. I'm your host and health coach, Jennifer Pickett, and today's guest is former NFL player and U.S. Olympian Johnny Quinn. Johnny Quinn is a keynote speaker and leadership trainer for organizations of all sizes. He is a U.S. Olympian in the sport of bobsled and competed at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Russia. Johnny is also a pro, a former pro football player, spending time with the NFL's Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, and yes, even the Canadian Football League. Johnny has been featured on various media outlets around the globe, such as ABC, BBC, CBS, CNN, ESPN, Fox, NBC, and magazine outlets like Time, USA Today, and yes, even the Wall Street Journal. When Johnny is not on the road speaking, you can find him running his insurance business, the Johnny Quinn Insurance Agency, and spending time with his wife, Amanda, and their sweet baby girl, Amelia. Johnny, thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? Jennifer, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so let's get right into it. I'm not going to mess around here. I think when somebody looks as successful as you, you've clearly had a lot of success. Our tendency is to believe that, hey, you've always been successful. Maybe you've just been lucky. But I know that's not the case because I've heard your story. I want to know what is your biggest failure? Yeah, you know, I think that is true in this day and age with the power of, of media and social media. Where you, you get everybody's highlight reels or you read the bio and everything kind of looks good. And you just kind of question, well, you know, maybe success came easy for them. And, and when you drill down the nuts and bolts, the reality is any anybody who's achieved success at, at any level um, knows that the truth is you've gone through failures and some of them can be big. And for me, um, when I got to the NFL, you know, to, to be cut three times in four years to blow oh. out my knee. Uh, those were massive, massive failures at, the, at that time of life. And, and it made you feel like, you know, that is my dream dead? Is life over? You know, what's next? Yeah. Uh, things like that. So you start to question that when, when you have those big failures. And I think looking back now, now that I'm, I'm out of that season of life, here's what's so interesting, Jennifer. And, and I couldn't see it then when I was in the middle of my failure. But yeah. that these failures, if you allow them, they can actually springboard you to future success. And, hmm. and I've now seen that play out and, and, I, and I'm reaping those rewards of learning from my failures to use that to springboard me to future success. 
It's so interesting because I think so often we kind of operate in that sense of of fear, you know, after we have had such a big failure and yours certainly was a huge failure. You mean you were in the NFL getting cut from three, you know, three different teams, blowing out your knee and it, it could have just literally paralyzed you. And I think that's what happens with with most of us is we just we get kind of frozen in fear. But you're saying it can literally be a springboard to catapult you into what's next. So how do you go from that, uh, that state of failure and feeling like, man, I don't, I don't know where to go from here and using it as a springboard? How do you get from point A to point B? Well, there's a couple of phases I think you go through is, you know, when you experience a failure in life, and we all do, and it's to realize that's okay. It means you took a risk. And, and you should so actually, true. right, you should actually pat yourself on the back for taking a risk. But there, there's, there's, a, there's a mourning time, right, where, where you mourn from your failure. And I remember, you know, just being devastated. And that's okay. There should be proper mourning from a failure. But here's, here's what separates, Jennifer, the ultra performers in life, the men and women in business and sport who find a way to get the job done. He, here's what I found out is that we all have insecurities, right? We all have different fears, but what makes these ultra performers different, and it's, and it's just a switch in the mindset, here it is, is they don't let those distractions get in their way. Do they have them? Is fear there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they have insecurities for everybody, me included? Yes. But the difference is I'm not going to let that distract me or trip me up on my way to move forward. I'm going to learn from it. And see, Jennifer, that, that's just a, that, that's, that's a mindset deal right there. Right. That, it that, really that, is. That has nothing to do with where you grew up, uh, what your background is, how much yeah. money you have in your bank account, what you're driving. That has nothing to do with it. It's it's all about the mindset, no. right? It's just all about. Um, and I think, too, realizing you said something that's pivotal is realizing we all have failures. I right. mean, in, in fact, if you have failed at something, then that just shows, hey, I took a risk. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that you pointed that out, because sometimes we let that failure just kind of just seep into us and really hold us back from a, a life of purpose, like you say. So let's talk about let's talk about change. I mean, as you transitioned from, you know, hey, clearly this football thing that is my first love is not going to really work out. How did you transition and how did you change? Because I know a lot of us, we don't like change. Right. We like to operate within our comfort zone. So how did you maneuver that? Yeah. So, you know, when I made the switch from football to bobsled, and let me tell you, when you, and you know this, when you grow up in Texas, we don't have any really any snow here. Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, uh, so at first, you know, when an opportunity came to start bobsledding for the United States of America, um, I, I was open to exploring something different. And, and I think that's huge where, where people miss that is, are you open to exploring unexpected opportunities, even when they're right on your doorstep? Because see, Jennifer, I could have easily painted the picture or sold this story to myself that went something like this. Well, you know, I live in Texas. We don't get really any snow. You know, I don't have a, a winter sports background. Ah, this probably isn't for me. But instead, instead, I said, you know what? This is different. This is new. I'm a learner and I can pick up the skill. And because I was available, 
See, it's set in motion a new dream, a new goal, a new direction, and to fast forward, right, four years later to become a United States Olympian. Incredible. And wear the red, white, and blue and represent our country on the world's greatest stage athletically. Jennifer, I was so glad that I was open and available to learning something new. Man, I think that's what it's all about right there is being willing to do something different and get out of that comfort zone. And, you know, this is something it just kind of makes me think of my my kids. You know, I've got two kids. They're both teenagers and just trying to emphasize that that you need to be willing to constantly be learning and growing. This is not just for when you're in school. This is for the rest of your life. Be willing to learn and grow and do something different different. And I think that's what uh, the change, you know, just being willing to change is, is what it's all about. Um, so tell me this, uh, you've got a book uh, and it's called uh, Breaking Through Barriers. It's called Push, Breaking Through Barriers. And this is something that really has my attention because I frequently talk to my coaching clients about identifying those barriers and those obstacles that they just keep running into on their health journey. So how do you kind of coach somebody uh, on how to break through those barriers? Yeah. So I think it's first, we've got to identify what barriers in your life are holding you back. And, And a lot of times they can be invisible. So For example, what an invisible barrier would be would be something like uh, maybe it was something a parent said to you when you were growing up, or maybe it was a failed business venture that's still nagging you, or maybe something else went south that is just still kind of just, you know, drawing at you. Um, Those are, are, are the invisible barriers that we have to address. Let me give you one of mine. When I was writing this book, and I think this will parallel very well. Yeah. You know, when I started to write the book, I I had to fight this barrier of, well, no no one's going to want to read this. There's already so many books out in in this category. Why me? Right. That's one barrier. Here's another one that I had to face, Jennifer. Well, you know, yeah, I went to the Olympics. Yeah, I played in the NFL. That's great. But I didn't win a Super Bowl or, you know, I I didn't win an Olympic medal. So certainly... Only the people that write books or the people that go to the Super Bowls, win a Super Bowl or win an Olympic medal. Do, do you see that? I, I was playing these these stories in my brain. Yes. Right. So that negative yeah. self-talk yeah. was was something that you deal with, too, right. which I'm so thankful you bring up because I think it's something that we are so used to talking to ourselves in a negative manner that we don't even recognize it anymore. It is just the, it's just the usual for us. So let's kind of dig a little bit deeper into that topic. How important is mindset and positive affirmations? Like how important is it what you say to yourself? Right. Huge, huge. Let let me, so when I got cut from the NFL the first time, um, I was devastated, right? Somebody said I wasn't good at football. And more importantly, they took my contract away and I lost my job on my paycheck, right? Oh, so was, oh yeah. And that's a big, big, big paycheck big, too right big there. Big paycheck. That's right. And but here's – and that's really when I started to pick up the, the habit of reading. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. When I, I had to figure out – here's what I needed to know, Jennifer, just to know that everything was okay, is were there other men and women who went after a dream? It did not work out the first time. Did they survive? 
And I found that by reading about other people and what they've overcome, overcome, what they've accomplished. And here's what I realized as I kind of stepped back out of my life and kind of, you know, took those emotional blinders off that I, I was wearing of my first devastation is that this is actually kind of the path to success. This is actually the roadmap for people who, who, who uh, you know, want to do something with their life and ha- have a purpose and a direction is you have to overcome these barriers. And yet, very interesting. So I took a what was just devastating to me, and it almost kind of um, gave me a, a, a 180 in my attitude, where where I kind of realized, wait a second, I'm actually on on the right path. I took a risk. I didn't fail, or I, I did fail, but it didn't kill me. And so yeah. I'm going to get back up and keep fighting. And so the importance of developing a mindset around that, I learned from picking up books and reading. So I've developed that habit uh, since you know I got cut at 22 years old. And now I look back, I wish I would have started that earlier, but I'm a yeah, constant right. reader because I've got to protect what I'm consuming in my mind. And I think that's where- Very interesting. That, right? You've got to protect that. So I've got to fill that with you know books, blogs, podcasts um, of healthy content. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm sitting here grinning from ear to ear, um, and I can almost hear through the sound waves that, that our listeners are just kind of leaning in because it is so very, very important. And this is something that um, that I talk about a lot in this whole wellness world and looking at this holistically, this whole body approach. Everything that we take in, everything that we consume is relevant. So it's not just the foods that we eat. It's everything we read, everything we watch, every conversation that we have. And all of that has an impact on not just our mental and emotional health, but our physical health and our spiritual health. So it's everything is relevant. And I heard that recently in a a detox lecture that we have to really look at that. So I love hearing that you started that when you were 22. I can't imagine there's a lot of 22 year old football players in the NFL who say, okay, things aren't going so good. I'm going to pick up a book and read. (laughs) So I love that. I love that kind of grit of, okay, let's see what's next. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, getting back up. Do you have, you know, three or four tips for just how to get back up once you have fallen? Yeah, you've got to. One of the things I think that we did well early on when I was going through the, these massive failures is, is the people you surround yourself with. Who are you letting speak into your life from family, friends, um, you know, the church that, you, that maybe you're a member of or, uh, you know, a community that can pour into you? Uh, ha- having having people that still that, that believe in you when when you might not even believe in yourself sure. uh, is, is a you know the power of community having somebody there to pick you up um, was huge and even even now as a, a business owner the community that I'm in of men and women who are building businesses the right way um, I, I want to learn from them I want to be influenced by them I want them to pick me up when I fall right I want to learn from uh, their mistakes. Maybe there's a pitfall that, that I can avoid. And so, you know, Jennifer, what, what I love about this, you know, how do you pick yourself back up is, is it's not some, um, it, it's not some out in the distance, so far off, 
I, I need, you know, some crazy resource to pick me up. No, it, it's actually right in front of you. What are you watching? Yes. What are you reading? Who are you letting speak into your life? Because that is what's going to pick you up when you fall down. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, so who would be um, one of the most influential people in your life? Well, growing up, my uh, I came from a wonderful family. I got a great, you know, head start in life. And I remember my mom would always uh, uh, tell me, "If you can believe it, you can achieve it." And here's what that did for me as a youth, you know, student athlete growing up is that it didn't matter if I came home on a Monday and said I wanted to be a professional athlete. On a Tuesday, I wanted to be a doctor. On Wednesday, I wanted to be a president. My parents wouldn't um, laugh off my creativity or the fluctuation in my dreams, what they do is they, they pour gasoline on it. They'd encourage it. They light it on fire and say, hey, what's next? And so it gave me this, I love it. Right? It gave me this fertile ground to dream big. Um, and, and I really think it has set in motion some, some awesome things. So you know, I just come from a wonderful family that really set the tone for me early on. God, that is amazing. And just a very powerful reminder for me as a parent and for all of the parents that are listening to instead of being like, well, are, are you sure about that? Um, but to just to continue to fuel those dreams and to speak that positivity. And I think it's true of like helping our kids discover what are their strengths and their gifts and their talents and their abilities and just keep putting fuel on that fire, exactly. you know, because you, you just you never ever know. Um, so I love uh, so much about this. I love and I really love how how very real and vulnerable you are. So what would you say to that person who says, you know what, Johnny, that's great, but I don't have anybody really speaking that positivity into my life. Like it's just me and I've had so much bad luck. Like, what would you say to that person? Yeah. So one, um, I, I get that question a lot is, well, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody in my network. I, I don't know anybody. You know, where, where do I go from here? Jennifer, he, here's the beauty about living in, in 2020 and the power of technology. What it does is it gets rid of the excuse of, well, I don't know anybody. See, you, you, can, you can search out podcasts like yours that are uplifting, that are engaging, that you can listen to and get poured into, right? There are online communities that you can join that maybe people are battling uh, the same, you know, kind of uh, difficulty that you're trying to overcome. And so what I love about that is it kind of, it just gets rid of that excuses. There are opportunities out there that can pour into you, but it is going to take some effort and we, we've got to go find it. And so yes, if, yes. if you're open to working for it, it it's going to be there for you, but you got to go work for it. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's that it's that getting rid of the excuses and being willing to work for it. Um, and it seems like we're we're in a period of time now where work ethic has really kind of fallen to the wayside. Do you do you see that? What do you think about that statement? Are we? Are you finding people that are still willing to dig in their heels and put in the work? Mm, that's a loaded question there, Jen. It really is. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's, I, I think, you know, if we dissect this into a couple parts here, number one, we live in a time where there are so many options and opportunities 
And so it's easy. It, it really is. It's easy where if it's not working out at, you know, an employer or if it's not working out, you know, doing a, you know, following a, 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 a health regimen. Well, I'm, I'm just going to move on to the next one because there's so much opportunity out here. And I think mm, yeah. what happens here, what you're doing is when you do that, is it, it's it's similar to building your house on sand. See, when, when the storm comes, everything goes crashing down. And so uh, if we can, if we can, I guess, um, debunk the myth of, well, it's probably greener on the other side. It's not. What we need to do is plant your flag, make a decision that tomorrow's going to be different, and I'm going to follow through. See, there, there's nothing new about that. There's nothing sexy about that. That won't sell on, on book stands, but it's the You're truth. so right. But see, it's the absolute truth is that we've got to build on solid rock. And when you do that, you can withstand the storm. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. So let's talk about, you know, uh, as we in this world where everything is at our fingertips, the comparison game is strong. And I know that you talk about this a lot. So how would you encourage somebody who is, you know what, they just keep comparing themselves to everybody else out there? Right, right. Well, typically when that happens, my first suggestion is very practical. Get off social media because I, I can't right. and that's probably where it's coming from. So we're going to need to detox there, uh, you know, a little bit. But, uh, you know, let's let me tell you how that played out in my life. When I was in the NFL um, and I kept getting cut. Right. I, I went straight to the comparison game. I, I would make comments. And, and here, here's the interesting thing, Jennifer. I would never say this out loud, but I would think it. And, and I, okay. I would think something like this. Well, you know, maybe if I was six four instead of five eleven, I would have played longer. Or maybe if I went to a bigger university, I would have played longer. Or, or maybe if I had a different agent, you know, to, say Tom Brady's agent or whoever, um, I, I would have played longer. See, I was wasting so many days to comparison. Where when I made the switch to Olympic sports, I was not perfect. But I started winning more of these, these healthy battles of what I like to call a healthy form of contentment, where oh, regardless, that. Jennifer, of who's coming in, what athletes I'm going to have to compete against, I'm going to find a way to get the job done with the current resources available. And I became a United States Olympian. It is. And I love that expression. I'm going to be using that again, by yeah. the way, that healthy form of contentment to where you're looking, you're not wasting time with the comparison game, but you are surrounding yourself with good, positive people and you're learning and you're growing. That's right. And if we can, we can, for all we can um, I guess, um, l- let me bring some clarity to this healthy form of contentment, because sometimes in, in a business setting, contentment, Um, here's what it doesn't mean. Contentment is not laziness. Contentment is not complacency. A healthy form of contentment blocks out comparison and it finds a way to get the job done with the current resources available. And here's the thing behind that line, that additional, that find a way to get the job done with the current resources available. Mm -hmm. It It takes all the excuses off the table. Because I hear it all the time, well, you know, if we had that budget, maybe I could get the job done. Or, well, you know, if we had that size of a team, maybe we could get the job done. Those are all comparison statements. Let's find a way to get the job done with what you have today. 
Because when you do that, you're focused on action and action moves the needle. Yes, yes. And that I love what you said, that contentment is not laziness or complacency. Um, I think that's absolutely uh, important. So it, it does make me think about um, a few things here. And I want to ask you about your faith. So clearly, you're a very motivated guy. You have accomplished a lot. I'm curious how your, how your faith plays a role in all of this. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up in church. Um, uh, you know, if you live in Texas or any of your listeners live in Texas, you know, especially in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's a church on every street corner. And, so true. Uh, uh, you know, I was very young, six, seven years old when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And, and here's what's interesting is I had a lot of success in high school. I had a lot of success in college. And looking back now, I, I, I was I was drawn away with, with a lot of worldly success and I, I essentially put football up as an, as an idol. Um, I found my identity in football. And so when mm. that got taken away, um, it was very similar to what uh, Jesus says in Matthew 7 on the Sermon on the Mount about building your house on sand versus the rock. Right? I used that analogy you know, a few minutes ago. But it was yeah. true. I, I had, um, you know, had, had I have played out my contracts in the NFL and got all that money up front, right? it would have been $2.6 million at 24 years old. Jennifer, I, I would not have blown it, that's right? A, I've got a, that's a big number, a big by number. the way. That's a really big number. Big number. Yeah. Um, and I, I've got a decent amount of common sense. I would not have blown it. I, I don't. I don't. I really don't think I would have. But he, here's what would have happened: I would have continued to praise that idol. I would have continued to pack that sand, that mount, that hill of sand. Of look what I did, look what I accomplished. Look at me. And in the end, it would have been deadly, right? It, it would have been just as deadly. Yes. And so look, what, what's so interesting is, is having football taken away. Um, and so at 26, when that, you know, it was, was taken away from me, um, man, I realized that my identity is in Christ and Christ alone. And so that is, that, that guides me in, in, in business deals. It guides me in how I handle um, employees. It guides me on how I, I work with customers that I am a, a steward, right? I, I don't own anything here on this earth. It's all God's that he's given me right, you know, influence right. and, and, and resources to steward for him and his kingdom. And so um, it, it just, it helps me understand uh, what my role is. And it's not about me anymore. See what I'm saying? I, I love that um, and just couldn't agree more. And I have found myself in a similar situation just where you're, you find your identity in something other than Christ. Yeah. And you realize, man, this is sinking sand. And sometimes you don't even realize it in the middle of it. For me, it was after uh, a few years. And I and just as, as I was praying and asking God to reveal some things to me, and that's what was revealed, is that I was finding my identity in a certain measure of success. Mm. And I think we quickly find it, man, that is so fleeting, yeah, like you said yeah. so well. Um, it's just kind of building that house on sand. And it's so important for contentment, going back to that healthy contentment, that we find our identity 
in Jesus Christ. Right. He's the one who created us. He's the one who gave us these different gifts. Um, it does remind me of something that I emphasize, not just to my clients, but also to my kids. We talk a lot about gifts and strengths and talents and abilities. And so we have to realize that God has given all of us this beautiful tapestry of gifts, strengths, talents, and abilities. And he wants us to use those, not so that we can say, hey, look at me, look at what I've accomplished, but so that we can bring glory to him, so that we can just impact the world around us. So what I love about this conversation, Johnny, is that you are impacting the world around you. I mean, clearly you have had a great deal of success, but it's the the heart that you've shown us. It's the realness, the vulnerability. So I just cannot thank you enough for joining us today on the Healthy Harmony podcast. I do want to make sure that our listeners know where to find you, know where to get your book. Um, So please tell us that. Absolutely. So first, Jennifer, thank you for having me on. And uh, my website is johnnyquinnusa.com. I've got everything there. My book's on there. I've got uh, some online courses coming out. Uh, one's called uh, Communicate Clearly, How to Overcome the Fear of Public Speaking. I think that, that's a big uh, area that uh, you know a lot of people want to improve their public speaking, so we put a course out on that. And I've got another course coming out called uh, uh, Paid to Speak, How to Build and Sustain a Profitable Speaking Business. So for you crazy people out there just like me and, and, and you, Jennifer, who, who just get excited about speaking in public yes, and uh, yes. you know, enjoy you know, being on stage and, and sharing a message, We've got that course coming out. And then on social media, all my handles at Johnny Quinn USA at Johnny Quinn USA. Would love to connect with you listeners. That is fantastic. And they'll also get to see that sweet baby girl of yours. She is a doll. And I, it looks like Johnny, it looks like she's got you wrapped <laughs> around her little pinky finger. Uh, like she's, she looks like she's the boss. She <laughs> is the best. I, I, you know, I joke with my wife. I need you know, she, she's actually 18 months old today. And oh, I'm like, crazy. I need seven more of them now. They are the best. You know, I will, I will <laughs> just wait till they get older. I'm like, hey, I can't get there right now. This season of life is so awesome. She's amazing. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, also remember to subscribe to us on your favorite platform of choice. Like us on Facebook or Instagram at Inspire Healthy Harmony. Join in the discussion on our Facebook group. And you can always check us out at InspireHealthyHarmony.com. So until next time, I hope you have a healthy and happy day. Bye, y'all.